0: You may remember last December that Congress finally passed the ALS Disability Insurance Access Act ending the SSDI five month waiting period for people living with ALS, which was a huge win last year, right at the end of the year and a really great achievement for the entire ALS community. But one thing it didn't do is anyone who had applied for SSDI before the bill's enactment in December um, still had to wait that five month waiting period. So today uh, we've been working with Congress to pass a fix for that um, Mm. over the last few months and today the president signed that amendment passed by congress so that makes the bill retroactive for any person living with ALS who applied for SSDI before the bill's original enactment so really huge win for the entire ALS community and specifically for people living with ALS who can access those SSDI benefits.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Connecting ALS. My name is Mike Stevenson, and I'm here with my co-host, Jeremy Holden. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, Mike. How are you doing today? Doing well, thanks. We're in the first week of spring. And just as Mother Nature starts to awaken from another long winter, ALS advocates who truly never stop delivering their message are finding another gear and coming off a big event last week in the advocacy fly-in, which for the safety of all involved was a virtual event again this year. So... Jeremy, uh, the flying was done over hundreds of Zoom meetings and phone calls for the most part. Yeah, and
2: we were lucky to have Ashley Smith from the advocacy team to walk us through what happened and kind of give us, uh, I don't want to steal her thunder, a big number of meetings that they were able to have last week, primarily focused on federal funding. You know, Congress sets the agenda and right now top priority in Congress is appropriating money and so a big push last week in these meetings was to educate lawmakers about funding opportunities uh, that the federal government provides for ALS research and so really grateful for Ashley's time to kind of walk us through the message that they delivered in those meetings.
1: She is the Associate Director of Grassroots Advocacy for the Association. She's so great. She always uh, brings us up to speed on what's happening in Capitol Hill Uh, Let's listen back to our conversation that we had with Ashley Smith. We're excited to be talking to Ashley Smith today. She is the ALS Association's Associate Director of Grassroots Advocacy and always keeps us in the loop on all the happenings of Capitol Hill. Welcome back to Connecting ALS, Ashley.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Glad to join.
1: Yeah, excited to have you back. We brought you on primarily to talk about last week's virtual advocacy fly-in, and we will cover that at length But a bit of breaking ALS news from the Office of the President this morning. Ashley, can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yes, absolutely. So you may remember last December that Congress finally passed the ALS Disability Insurance Access Act, ending the SSDI five-month waiting period for people living with ALS, which was a huge win last year right at Mm -hmm. the end of the year and a really great achievement for the entire ALS community. But one thing it didn't do is anyone who had applied for SSDI before the bill's enactment in December um, still had to wait that five month waiting period. So today uh, we've been working with Congress to pass a fix for that um, Mm. over the last few months. And today the president signed that amendment passed by Congress. So that makes the bill retroactive for any person living with ALS who applied for SSDI before the bill's original enactment. So really huge win for the entire ALS community and specifically for people living with ALS who can access those SSDI benefits.
2: Yeah, I always love to start the show with some with some big news and some big wins for the community. Now, actually, there's still some work to be done uh, with the Social Security Administration to kind of roll that out. Can you give us a sense of, of where
0: things stand there? Yes, absolutely. So we're still working with the Social Security Administration to roll this out. Obviously, the president just signed the bill to the amendment today, so it's going to take a little bit of time and regulation for SSA to make this fix real for people living with ALS. So please just be patient. We're working diligently with the Social Security Administration to uh, make this waiver immediately available to all people living with ALS.
1: That's good to know. And as you said, Jeremy, another big win for the community and and a huge step that direction with the president's signature uh this morning all right ashley we are coming off of one of the key weeks of the year for als advocates and we call it the fly-in because typically folks are hopping on planes and, and congregating in dc to meet with legislative teams to brief them on the slate of als priorities but of course for safety's sake during the pandemic this was a virtual event lots of phone calls zoom calls those sort of things taking place last week Can we get an update, Ashley, on how things went at the the virtual fly in?
0: Yes, so we had a really great week of virtual advocacy last week. We were one of the first organizations to pivot to virtual last year when COVID 19 hit and we all went into lockdown. We were about a week and a half before our participants for our in person fly in came to DC. So we Mm -hmm. quickly pivoted last year's traditionally in-person event to virtual. And this year we built on those lessons learned and had great video meetings with members of Congress and staff. Nice. So last, last Thursday, um, we had over 40 advocates as well as 55 chapter executives and staff from our 37 chapters and two ser- service areas. Um, holding meetings with their members of Congress. So uh, we had just over 235 congressional meetings last week, which is almost half of Congress. So it's really great. It's a lot of meetings and really impactful meetings uh, focused on our appropriations asks for this year.
2: Yeah, this is appropriation season, right? Uh, In the legislative cycle, or or you kind of walk us through, I know appropriations is one part of the association's public policy priorities for the year. So walk listeners through the process of of prioritizing appropriations right now, even as we continue to work with lawmakers around some of the other public policy priorities.
0: So yeah, like Jeremy said, this is appropriation season. So Congress always kicks off their year passing a budget and the appropriations so funding for our policy priorities for the Defense Department, the CDC, FDA. Yay. Um, So we're really focused on appropriations right now. And um, it's a little bit slower this year. Uh, We have a new Congress and a new president. And traditionally, the appropriation season kicks off with the president's budget. And we're still awaiting that from the White House. So uh, Congress is taking a bit more time to uh, start the appropriations process this year. But it gives us a good opportunity to meet with new members of Congress. There's just over 65 newly elected members of Congress. So one of the goals of our fly-in last week was to... To meet with as many of those newly elected members of Congress as we possibly could, but also urge their support for our five appropriations priorities this year.
1: Yeah, and and for those who may not be familiar uh, with kind of how things have gone the last couple of years and what we're looking at this year, can you take us through kind of brief looks at each of those priorities, Ashley?
0: Absolutely. So like I said, we have five appropriations priorities this year. Um, that's, uh, New increase than we normally have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we usually stick to our three appropriations priorities for the National Institutes of Health, for the Department of Defense ALS Research Program, and the CDC National ALS Registry and Bio-Repository. So for those three priorities, we're asking for increased investments in all three that will help um, to accelerate the discovery and development of new treatments, to increase the number of ALS clinical trials. And to expand those clinical trials to discover effective new treatments. So really urging Congress to increase investments in those three programs at the NIH, at the DOD ALS Research Program, and then the CDC National ALS Registry and BioRepository.
1: More research dollars.
0: Yes, more research dollars always. It's our biggest priority uh, to make sure that the federal government is investing in research that will lead to those effective new treatments and eventually a cure for ALS. And then we have two new appropriations priorities this year focused on the Orphan Products Grants Program at the Food and Drug Administration, and we're asking for at least $50 million for that program, which will help to expedite new drug development foster innovative trial designs, and increase the number of ALS clinical trials. And then we're also asking for 1 million investment to commission a National Academy study. And this investment will help the National Academies to develop a blueprint that will help to find treatments and a cure for ALS. So we're really excited about these two new appropriations priorities this year, asking for those new in investments in ALS research, but also those increased investments in our programs that we've been working on for many years.
2: Yeah, and actually, you talked about the big win at the end of 2020 when we saw the uh, SSDI legislation enacted, and talked about the fix at the top. Another big win last year, though, was the ability to get that the Defense Department program funding doubled. Talk to us a little bit about an even bigger ask this year, and 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 you know the importance of making sure that we don't just stop and rest with the successes of the past, but keep pushing forward.
0: Absolutely. So the Over the last two years, we've quadrupled the the funding for the Department of Defense ALS Research Program. So two two years ago, we doubled it. And this last year, we doubled it again. So December was a really busy month for the ALS Association and our advocates. We ended the SSDI five-month waiting period, and we doubled the funding for the ALS research program at the Department of Defense. So mm-hmm. we had really huge wins last year in a really crazy year. And this year, we're asking for doubling once again, so getting us to $60 million for the Department of Defense ALS research program. And again, that'll build on a solid foundation of promising preclinical research that's already happening as a part of the funding for the DoD ALSRP, and also supporting the DoD and expanding clinical trials to discover those effective new treatments. So, really investing money in programs that already are working and allowing the Department of Defense to expand their work in ALS research.
1: Keeping the momentum going, something we always talk about, making sure those research pipelines are stocked and that the dollars keep going towards it. And as you said, we can continue making progress towards meaningful new treatments. Now the flying is over, Ashley. What's next? Uh, We've done that. The legislators and their staff teams know more about what they can expect from advocates and from the association this year. What should ALS advocates prepare for uh, the rest of this calendar year?
0: So now that we had a great virtual fly-in, We're really focused on our appropriations campaign. So we kicked that off earlier this month and we're really encouraging all ALS advocates to take action from home by participating in our campaign to boost funding for ALS research. So right now you can go to als.org backslash advocacy and go to our action center and send a letter to your members of Congress asking them to add their name to our fiscal year 2022 ALS appropriations dear colleague letter. Now, we only have the House Dear Colleague letter that's currently open, and we work with members of Congress to release this letter mm-hmm. supporting our policy priorities. So they're asking their members of Congress to sign on and support our five appropriations policy priorities. We're working with our key champions in the Senate as well to release a Senate version of this letter. So we're coming, uh, that'll be coming out soon, and we'll activate our advocates on that. So right now, we're focused on the House, and we'll be hoping that the Senate launches that letter soon. So that's on appropriations. But we also have our other policy priorities for this year. So accelerating the development and approval and access to effective new treatments by reintroducing the Accelerating Access to Critical Therapies or ACT for ALS Act Mm -hmm. and the Promising Pathway Act. And one of the things I really want to highlight is this is a new Congress. We um, welcomed the 117th Congress uh, in January of this year. And so any bills that we were working on last year have to be reintroduced this year. So we're currently uh, working with our congressional champions to reintroduce the Act for ALS Act and the Promising Pathway Act. And then we're also working on three other priority areas, working to permanently extend access to telehealth for people living with ALS. Um, If we learned anything over the last year living through a pandemic and COVID-19 is that telehealth access is essential for people living with ALS and their families and our entire ALS community. So we're now really focused on uh, ensuring that telehealth access extends through this current public health emergency with COVID-19, but also beyond that, because it's been a really great tool for uh, clinicians, anyone who's been in a clinical trial to be able to to use telehealth for check-ins on that clinical trial, but also just day-to-day check-ins with your doctors um, and nurses, keeping people living with ALS and their families safe if during COVID-19 has been a really important priority for the ALS Association. And so permanently expanding that access to telehealth is one of our top priorities.
1: And I was just going to say that probably a great tool, and I know a lot of that happened at the fly-in, but for advocacy and in your experience, Ashley, are the congressional offices getting more used to doing those video meetings? Are they better equipped? Are they willing to accept those video calls coming through and hearing from advocates in that way?
0: Yes, we've seen a lot of increased engagement over video in the last year with members of Congress. I think If we looked back at our conversation last year, right after the virtual fly-in, all of those meetings were held over conference calls because Mm. Congress simply didn't have the infrastructure to be able to be on Zoom or go to meeting or video meetings. And so this year, we're really excited to expand our meetings into the video world, keeping everyone safe at home, but still having an impact in the policy process with members of Congress and uh, having great virtual in-person meetings as, as much as we can so that we get that face to face interaction. Yeah. Some some offices still don't like to do video and so some of those are still conference calls but the majority are on video and with members of congress we've seen more and more members of congress join our meetings than ever before simply because they're just needing to click into a Zoom or a go to meeting as opposed to having to run back to their office from the floor or a committee room
2: as they as they have their meetings throughout the day. Sure. Yeah, and, and uh, dovetailing off the push to, for expanded long-term access to telehealth, just think that the way that we've adapted as a society in different corners to kind of virtual meetings and virtual conversations, I know many of the healthcare providers that we've had the opportunity to talk to in the past year on this show have talked about their hope that that telehealth remains a part of the healthcare system going forward. So definitely a public policy fight worth keeping an eye on. Ashley, as we look ahead to the rest of the year, I know it's probably time, or you're probably right in the middle of planning the advocacy conference. So what can you tell us about what that's gonna look like in 2021?
0: Yes, so Advocacy Conference is going virtual once again. We had a great virtual Advocacy Conference last year, um, and like we did with the fine, we're building on the successes and lessons learned for that to have a great virtual Advocacy Conference. So we'll be opening registration for Advocacy Conference soon. It's June 8th through 10th, and we'll have three sessions, one on advocacy, one on care services, and one on research again, but also opportunities for ALS advocates to engage with each other as well as some of our exhibitors. So we'll be launching uh, a new attendee hub for our advocacy conference this year, which will provide an enhanced experience for everyone and really provide that live stream ability for us to have great sessions for our advocates. And then also complement that with a virtual Capitol Hill Day that our chapters and advocates will lead with our members of Congress. So any of the members of Congress that we didn't hit with our 235 congressional meetings last We'll hit them in June. And we'll also provide an opportunity for those advocates who can't either join our virtual advocacy conference or join for our virtual Hill Day. We'll provide an engagement opportunity that they can take from home to make sure that their voices are heard by their members of Congress.
1: Really looking forward to that conference. Always one of the most inspiring weeks of the year, Uh, seeing so many advocates from all over the country come together in the fight against ALS and and make their voices heard. So we will share as soon as we can that information about the new hub, as you said, and and so folks can get registered and and get ready to go. Ashley, thank you so much for that recap of the fly-in and the info on uh, what's still to come during what we expect will be another very busy year for advocates in the fight against als
0: yes thank you mike and jeremy for having me on today i really encourage everyone to go to als.org backslash advocacy if you haven't already signed up in our action center just become an advocate today and we'll provide engagement opportunities throughout the year in our fight to end als so thank you for having me
2: Well, Mike, you said it at the top, a big push coming this year from ALS Advocates and has actually laid out some big wins at the end of last year. So important to keep that momentum going into 2021. So excited to hear about those public policy priorities and see where ALS Advocacy goes throughout the year.
1: Going to be another big year. And we know Advocates do not stop. And they had so many big wins wrapping up last year. We expect that to continue going into this year
2: yeah and uh, you know kind of somber note uh, to close out this week with Mike but uh, Michael Bierman biology professor down in North Carolina State University lost his battle from ALS last week so send out our deepest condolences to his family Uh, the ALS Association uh, of course honored to have supported his work uh, searching for biomarkers Uh, big loss to the ALS community and again our um, condolences go out to his family
1: a tough loss. We are thinking of his family and we will uh, put some more information about Dr. Bierman in our show notes so you can learn about his life. We will also be linking to ALS.org backslash advocacy for those of you who are listening and wanting to get more involved in ALS advocacy. So be sure to check out that link as well. That's going to wrap the show for the week. Be sure to follow uh, Connecting ALS wherever you listen to your podcasts or at ConnectingALS.org. And if you're able to leave a review for us on your favorite podcast service, all the better. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter for all the latest content to make sure you don't miss out on an episode drop. This episode was produced by Garrett Tiedemann of the ALS Association's Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota chapter. Thank you all for listening. We'll connect with you again soon.